It's time for The Stark Difference, a conversation about calling, a podcast where we delve into the journeys of leaders and pastors, exploring how God's calling changed and shaped their lives. I'm Rochelle Rocha Roots, and joining me is Dr. Tony Salelli. Whether you're a seasoned pastor, a person exploring leadership development, or simply interested in insight from those who have answered the call, this show is for you. Let's tune our spiritual ears and listen to the stark difference God makes when you say yes to His call. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Rochelle Rocha Roots, and here we are with Dr. Tony Salelli. We are co-hosting our podcast, The Stark Difference, and I am so delighted to share with you today our special guest, who is Dr. Alvin Sanders. He is the president and CEO of World Impact. He is an adjunct seminary professor. And he is an advocate for redemptive poverty work. And that is where his heart and passion are in ministry. But more than that, he is a husband. He is a father. He is married to Caroline, his wife of 29 years, and they have two daughters. And in addition to that, like if that wasn't enough, he is also an author and a mentor. And just a fun fact about Dr. Sanders is that he loves Sports. So I'm sure he's been watching quite a bit of the NFL this season. But thank you so much. Welcome, Dr. Sanders. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and it's not just NFL, Rochelle. He is uh, also a fan of college football. And just so a little plug, he's going to be featured in a upcoming Wall Street Journal article about Deion Sanders. So super excited to, to read that. And so he's he is a man of many talents. And speaking of his talents, Rochelle, the way I got to know Dr. Sanders was because he was a presenter at a conference that I attended because of a book that he had written called Bridging the Diversity Gap. Now, let me tell you the context of this meeting. He was presenting to a group of about 25 college presidents there in Orlando, Florida. It was the funniest thing ever because he was the only man of color and the rest of us were very lily white, but he was well-received. But more than just being the received receiving end of that conference, he spoke into my heart in such a way that very few people have done that to this day. And so I'm deeply indebted to Dr. Sanders and to the work that he has done. As I've said, he's been a prolific author. This this book, Bridging the Diversity Gap, I highly recommend that everybody get a copy of this and read it. It will change your mind and change your heart about a lot of things. But he's also written another book. This one came out in uh, 2020, Uncommon Church. And uh, I think that uh, we're going to have a chance to kind of read this, Rochelle, in the coming weeks. Then, of course, just hot off the presses, the Spanish translation of Uncommon Church, which is uh, Iglesia Poca Común. And so we're super excited about this book. And uh, by the way, Rochelle, Dr. Sanders has donated this book to you. And so Rochelle is our bilingual. Muchas uh, gracias. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Oh, man. So we've already said it before, but let me just say it publicly to to Dr. Sanders. And you are such an incredible leader, a pastor of pastors, someone who is speaking all over the country and even speaking this week here in Cincinnati on how to do leadership from a Christian worldview. Um, Dr. Sanders, it's probably a little bit oversaid, and you probably don't like even hearing this, but my friend, you are truly a thought leader. 
in the Christian world, and particularly when it comes to multi-ethnic community leadership and just the movement within our local churches and our global church. So thank you, my friend, for joining us today. Look, let me jump right into this. I've got something that I would love to hear from you. Something unique about you is what what is one of your favorite family traditions? Everybody has them. We have one in our family, but what do you like about your family's traditions? Well, our family traditions always revolve around eating and eating food. Amen to that. Co- copious amounts of food. So birthdays are big for our family. So we always, when the girls, they're, they're grown adults now, but when they were coming up, they would always get to pick their favorite restaurant. And we'd take them there and just pig out and eat. Obviously, the big holidays of Thanksgiving, Christmas, I'm a blessed man because I have three, three ladies who love to cook. So we make days worth of food. <laughs> and I always say the Thanksgiving, the second and third dinner is better than the first dinner. So we eat and we fellowship pretty low key. We just really enjoy each other's company. That's great. That is great. Well, we all like to eat, right? That besides being a, a human thing that we all need, it's something we enjoy as well. So I, that's one of our traditions. Hey, so you are president CEO of World Impact. This is a not just a, a, a local ministry, but it's a worldwide ministry. Give our listeners the pitch for World Impact. Why do you guys exist? Yeah, so World Impact's been around for 52 years, and the problem we're trying to solve is that 95% of the world's pastors have no formal ministry training. And so we bring effective ministry training that's uh, affordable and accessible to pastors and communities of poverty around the world because the average poverty, I mean, the average pastor, I should say, has a church of around 50 people. It's in a community of poverty and it's in an urban location. So our, we have a theory of change that um, trained urban pastors and congregations lead to healthy churches, which leads to uh, community engagement, which leads to helping the neighborhood flourish. You know, at Stark, we like to say that so goes the the pulpit, so goes the pew, so goes the pew, so goes the community, and so goes the community, so goes the state, the country, and on. And that's exactly what you've said. You're just very eloquent. I, I know that you've been really interested in urban church and poverty, particularly as it relates to the urban church. Uh, how does World Impact trying to make a difference with, within that sphere itself? Well, as we said, our theory of change is basically we have attached ourselves to training pastors to have healthy urban churches because we know that if there's something good that's happening in a community of poverty, nine times out of the ten churches involved. Because when the church partners with other institutions, they work towards the common good of the entire community. Yeah, yeah. Didn't World Impact just recently partner with the Barna organization on a, a new research study? Tell us a little bit about what's coming there. Yes. So just this week, we released a study called Inside the Urban Church. And it's a monumental study where we've actually had academic thought put into what we already knew, which is that urban churches are very engaged and very involved in their community. Their congregations are much more apt to be connected and volunteering in the neighborhood. And so we have a webinar actually happening that's going to be happening on October 12th from 1 to 2 p.m., and if you go to Barna's website, you can sign up for a seat there, and we'll be unpacking and revealing what the study says. Excellent. So is, can anybody join that webinar? Absolutely. It's a free webinar. So just go to Barna's website. I, I should probably know it, but 
probably barno.com. But you go on there and just look up for Inside the Urban Church, and you can sign up for a free webinar. That's going to be on October 12th. Uh, that's awesome. We'll definitely want to help promote that and participate in it as well. Thanks for sharing about that. Now, Dr. Sanders, the, the, the whole reason that Stark Difference podcast exists is because we really want to give and showcase the calling of different leaders in God's kingdom. And so I'm just curious, kind of start us off on, on your calling. What, how, how did your background inform your particular calling into ministry? Yeah, well, I grew up a military brat. My father was in the Air Force for 30 years. And so I grew up around the world. I was born in Maine and spent, you know, kindergarten in Japan. And I've been told, even though I don't remember, that I could speak fluent Japanese. Uh, So I wish I still had that, but I don't have it. But being in these different locations and around these different cultures, I grew up with what's called a third culture kid. And when you grow up a third culture kid, one of the things that it makes you is it makes you very fluid in to go back and forth between cultures. So I'm comfortable in any culture that I find myself in because of the way that I grew up. That heavily influenced the ministry that I do because I ended up planting a church, a multi-ethnic church in a lower social class neighborhood here in Cincinnati. And I've went up and got a PhD in the area of where I studied the intersection of race and Christianity, which of course, that book, Bridging Diversity Gap, is essentially my PhD written for in the common language. And so all of my ministry career, I've been in ministry for 32 years, I've always found myself in a sort of bridge builder, cross-cultural type of role. Wow. Yeah. So your background really did play heavily into into you discerning God's call. I'm just curious, was there like a particular person that was very influential in helping you discern that calling? Yes, it's very hard to figure out, just answer with one person, because <laughs> there were many. But I would say the first one is a gentleman by the name of Roger Howe. Roger was my first boss at City Gospel Mission in Cincinnati, and he really taught me what it meant to be a man of God, what it meant to pray. I have a saying that says, God cares much more about who you are than what you do. And so I learned that from Roger that to be someone who's pious, who prays, who's a child of God first, and in ministry is what they do, and that's second, and it's not their identity. That's what Roger really did for me when I worked for him. And in fact, he's still my mentor 30-some-odd years later. We still get together once a quarter for breakfast or lunch just to talk and stay connected. What a gift. Yes. That's great, Dr. Sanders. I believe that relationships are so important in our journey in following God and just hearing about past or your mentor, Roger Howell. I can only imagine how many others were part of your journey and including in your journey, of course, is your wife, Caroline, that you've been married to for 29 years. So I imagine that this has been a crazy ride for her as well as you've gone from Uh, getting your PhD and planting a church and now becoming a denominational leader through your organization. What are some things that the Lord showed you in this process of you following the Lord and how to lead as a husband, as a father in your relationships? Yeah, you know, there's that famous saying that behind every successful man is a woman. I don't believe that. It's next to or ahead of Every successful man is a woman. 
And the role that my wife has played has been a willing teammate in whatever call that God had on my life. She took it as her call as, as well. So she helped me plant the church. She helped. She, she was there for me when I transitioned into denominational leadership. She's with me now as I lead uh, World Impact. And so she has just been, there's no way that I've had the success that I've had without her helping me make key decisions. When I'm traveling too much, she was the one who was holding down the home, you know, and making sure the girls got what they needed in terms of school and the love that they needed and making sure that I was in the right places at the right time to be there for them so that they always knew that their dad cared about them. So I I saw, I see, I believe leadership in the home is a, is a team sport and, um, you know, she's a trusted confidant and friend. Hey friends, we're going to take a brief break from this conversation to hear from our sponsor. We'll be back in just a moment. The Stark Difference is brought to you by Stark College and Seminary. At Stark, we know that you're called to do something extraordinary for yourself, your church, and your community. Sometimes though, it's a challenge to know where to start. You may not know how to make the best use of the gifts God has given you and that can make you feel anxious about your ability to serve. Our mission is to equip followers of Christ for service to the church and the community in a diverse setting that brings out the best in you to help God's kingdom grow. Visit us at stark.edu to apply or to preview a class. See how deep your faith can grow with a degree or certificate from Stark. Now, back to the show. Thanks for hearing from our sponsor. Let's get back to the conversation. Oh, that's great. That's great. Do you have any tips of wisdom for those that are in your position as a leader who may struggle with the time factor? You know, whether it's obligations in the church or obligations, as you said, traveling, like, you know, do you do anything like you know, special or different that you just want to make sure to guard that, that, that family, that quality of relationship. Yes. I have a very strict hierarchy for my schedule in terms of how I divide my time. And I think if more people in leadership did this, the home base would be much better. And that is the first priority is time with God. Second priority is time with my wife. Third priority is time with my kids. Notice I put my wife above my kids. And then fourth priority is vocation and work. So I live by that. And I've done that um, because I learned that the hard way because the first half of my ministry career, I didn't live like that. Work was first. And frankly, um, I either burned out or I was very close to burned out. But I think I burned out. And so so I have ministry life pre-burnout and then ministry life after burnout. And after once I burned out and we recovered, that's when I made that rigid schedule of, okay, this is this will be my schedule. And when I made work and ministry fourth, that's actually when a lot of more opportunities and doors opened and where God breathed on it. And I've been way more successful in this latter half of my ministry career. And I think it's because God saw me honoring being with him, honoring my wife and being with my kids first. And then he gave me tremendous opportunity to do things that um, I couldn't have done in my own power. It's an incredible paradox 
that both the scriptures teach and that we as leaders have to live out. And it, I, I want to drill down a little bit deeper because a good number of our listeners, our, our students, the the men and women who are both hearing God, calling them into ministry, as well as trying to go to work on a bivocational job, and then somehow they feel compelled to go to school. Dr. Sanders, I mean, tell us a little bit of your educational background story. How You just didn't wake up one day and say, oh, I want to go get a PhD, or you didn't go buy a PhD. I mean, you earned it, but it is, the, is a third degree in a long line of degrees. How'd you go to school? How'd you do ministry? How'd you be a husband and a father in the midst of all of that? Yeah, all three of my degrees I got bivocationally. Hey. So, yeah, so my undergrad, I, I had a six-year undergrad experience because I went, I was a traditional student for three years at a school called Bowling Green State University in Ohio, and then I got a, a call from God to Philly go into ministry. So then I transferred to Cincinnati Bible College, and of course, at a Bible college, none of the credits that I had basically at Bowling Green mattered, so I had to basically start over, and when I started over, I was no longer a traditional student. I was older, so I had to go get a job, had to work, get an apartment, had to go to class. And then when I did my master's, same thing. I basically worked during the day and went to school at night. And then PhD, same type of situation. And the only way you can survive that is to uh, be a very, very great steward of your time. You cannot waste time on anything. You have to have everything scheduled. Um, You know, I can remember being on a treadmill doing my readings in seminary, right? So it's like I got an hour. So instead of watching the video or listening to music, I'm going to get a reading in while I'm on this treadmill. So you have to like multitask and make sure you're uh, spending time, you know, no more hobbies. (laughs) You know, I'm at the girls' soccer game. You know, where I might have been at a hobby or hanging with the boys, that's all over. You know, while you're in this season, you know, it could come back once school's done. But you have to you have to be extremely time focused on how you can get all of your things together, how all of your tasks that you have to do. And it can be done, but you have to be extremely disciplined. You have, you know, my military background came in very good use during that time. So. You know, speaking of being a good disciplinarian and with your time and your attention and hobbies, you know, we tell our students all the time that I mean, in ministry and in education simultaneously, there that is a whole new world view for education right now. Most people grew up going to school. You go off for a season and you do your four years, or if you were really lucky, you'd stretch it to five so you could party a little bit more. But the reality is, is that the men and women who are attending Stark they're they're going to school, they're going to work, and they're going to church, and they have a family. And so they're trying to manage all of those components at the same time. So, man, I value what you did. I did the exact same thing. Rochelle did the exact same thing. And so many of our Stark students are in that same category. Thank you for sharing that with us. I want to I want to turn the 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 dial just a little bit because your calling I know has been incredibly rich. I'm just curious, who was one of the influential authors? I mean, you are an influential author for so many people today, Dr. Sanders, but but who was it that you read that like made your eyes come wide open or gave you the light bulb moment who stirred your heart and changed your direction? 
Yeah, there are two people who are very influential, two theologians. The first is Howard Thurman. Reading his classic book, Jesus and the Disinherited, essentially changed the trajectory of my ministry and of my life. It's because I felt like after reading that book, I really want to be able to change the lives and hearts of individuals who live in communities of poverty. And so I read that was monumental. I read pretty much everything else he's written. But the other person was a gentleman by the name of Gordon Fee, who's an incredible New Testament scholar. And I'll share this story that there was a time where I was in theological confusion because when I was in Bible college, I was at a secessionist Bible college, but I was a youth pastor at a charismatic church. A secessionist yeah. Bible college at yes. a charismatic church. For yes. people who don't know what that means, tell us what that means. Why is that, <laughs> why is that so profound? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, let me break down the big words here. So secessionist is, this is a Bible college that teaches theologically this charismatic spiritual gifts like speaking in tongues and so forth and so on has ceased. Hence secessionist. Charismatic church, they believe 180 degrees different, the exact opposite. God speaks every day, right? I love both communities and both groups of people. And I said, hey, I respect you all and your theological beliefs, and I respect you all and your theological beliefs. And I walked into my New Testament professor's office, a guy by the name of Dr. John Weatherly, and I said, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. And he said, you need to read Gordon Fee. And Gordon Fee has a phenomenal theology of the Holy Spirit. And it, he was the one that brought sanity to my world at that particular time. Do you remember the the turning point? What, what was it that he said or wrote that um, gave you such clarity in that moment? Do you remember? Yeah, he basically talked about the role of the Holy Spirit, which, frankly, that's the forgotten member of the Trinity. You know, we there's a whole lot of focus on Jesus and a whole lot of focus on God the Father. But when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, he, to me, is the leading theologian in putting the Holy Spirit in a healthy place in your life and understanding the role that the Holy Spirit plays for men and women in Christ. And so obviously there's a lot of abuses in that area. So he was able to just say, hey, this is what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit and the role that it plays in your life. And, you know, you, you don't have to go to either extreme. I guess that's the easiest way I could say it. He, he occupied that middle ground. And that's what I really resonated with. Well, Dr. Sanders, here at Stark, we're... Uh a seminary, as you know, a Bible college, and we have students that come from various denominations. And so we have students here at Stark that come with differing beliefs. But I think one thing that, that I love about Stark is that we're not necessarily taught what to think, but how to think. And so I think that in that way that we're able to respect one another's beliefs, even when they differ. And I think that definitely adds to the educational experience, which I believe is why not just different denominational beliefs, but also even different cultural experiences. I think when you're able to kind of experience more than just what you've known your your, you know, your own life, which I think this is why you're so, the Lord has used you in such a powerful way, because you can connect with people from different experiences culturally and also denominationally now that we've kind of gotten to hear more of your story. Yeah. And that's why I love Stark, because you're raising critical thinkers. 
and if it's, it's if I could be so bold to say in black and brown communities. So I'll just be honest. I mean, there's not a whole lot of institutions, white evangelical institutions that are doing the work that you all are doing. And as you've heard, probably heard, Tony, more people need to know more about you. So I'm glad you're doing this podcast. So hopefully more people will discover the gym that is Stark. Well, thank you. We we absolutely agree. And I'd have to take a little bit of a of a contrarian opinion there because we're no longer a white evangelical institution. It's, we were never really founded that way. Clearly conservative, Baptist, evangelical, but our institution has always been minority majority. We're si- over 65, 70% Hispanic and African-American. And of course, our context in South Texas is very Hispanic. And yet we uh, have a good number of our faculty and staff and students and trustees that are all reflective of that. And not as many African-Americans in our region, 4%, but we have over 20% of our students that are African-American. And so our, again, faculty, staff, and our uh, trustees reflect that as well. So I'm very, very proud of the position that we play within God's kingdom. It's really good. Hey, so I'm just curious, as we're thinking about trying to help the next level and next generation of leaders, whether it's in the church or the community, what is like one takeaway, one like thought nugget, if I could use that word, that you think would help people bridge the diversity gap? Let's be honest. The world's talking a lot about multiculturalism, talking a lot about racial reconciliation, Hispanic Heritage Month, Black church history, and African-American emphases. What's the nugget, Dr. Sanders, that you can provide our students to kind of bridge that gap? Yes, the whole key to the whole thing is to be able to understand the differences and act on the commonalities. Um, Don't be scared of differences from ethnic perspectives. We all have different perspectives that we bring to the table, and I think that's what God wants. God brought us that way. Like if if we were to go off to a football game and I had seats on the 50 yard line, like prime, like season ticket holder seats, and you had seats on the end zone and like the fourth level in the nosebleed, right? And then we met after the game and we said, okay, what did you think about the game? Tell me your experience. Well, my experience is going to be different from the 50 yard line in prime seats. And your experience is going to be different if you're coming from the nosebleed speed, so to speak. But we're all watching the same game and those perspectives help inform the totality of what happened during that time, the life experience. And so it's the same way in our lives as I'm coming from an African-American male perspective and somebody else is coming from a Hispanic female perspective and so forth and so on. If we drew circles and they were interlocking circles as human beings, especially as believers in Christ, the overwhelming majority of our circles would overlap into things that we find common that are important to us. And then there's part of the circle, if you can imagine sort of that Venn diagram, that are different based on our ethnic perspectives, right? So we understand those differences, but we have so much more in common, and that's what moves the ball forward. That's what makes us be able to be bridge builders from each other's culture and lives. I love that. So it is understand the differences and act on the commonality. What, what a beautiful picture of what God has called us to be in his kingdom. 
you know, I, I say it quite a bit that God is the one who created us, us meaning all of humanity. And it was his creative genius to have this kaleidoscope of colors. Dr. Sanders, thank you so very much. You have been a tutor of mine and you have been very patient. You have been very kind and generous with that. Thank you so very much for joining us today on the Stark Difference podcast. Uh, our, our prayer is that your influence will continue to grow and you will be the kind of leader that others can emulate and maybe get a chance to, to follow you through your writing and through other your, your other social media contacts. How, if a student wants to reach out or another leader wants to reach out to you, what are the best ways in which they can do that? Well, the best way to find me is really connect with me on LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time on there. And so connect with me on there. Send me a DM or send me a, a, a request to connect and I'll be able to connect with you. Um, and then there's also the other mediums of Facebook and, and Twitter. But th those are probably the easiest ways to find me Perfect. if you want to find me. Excellent. Excellent. And your LinkedIn page is what? Uh, Alvin Sanders? At, at, at Alvin Sanders, or what is your well, uh, if LinkedIn? You, if, I'm not. I'm not that sophisticated. I don't know. But if you go <laughs> into the search bar, look up, and you just type in Alvin Sanders, and you recognize my picture, World Impact, you can find me that way. Uh, excellent, excellent. And we'll make sure that we put some information out there as well. Well, dear friend, may God continue to grow you and grow your influence and World Impact's influence. We'll be praying with you and working with you to help change this world for God's good and for his glory. Thank you, sir, for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Sanders. Thanks for joining us here on The Stark Difference. For more, follow or subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast player. And if the spirit moves you, leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, and ring the notification bell to get notifications for new episodes. The Stark Difference, a conversation about calling, is a production of Stark College and Seminary in association with Westport Studios. Views and opinions expressed by participants of the show are those of the individuals and may not reflect the views of Stark College and Seminary or Westport Studios. Know someone who would make a great guest on the show? Or do you have a topic in mind you'd like to hear discussed? Drop us a line at podcasts@stark.edu. We're so glad you joined us today to hear this conversation about calling and hope it inspires you to grow in your own calling and faith journey. Till next time, may God keep making a stark difference in your life. Hasta luego!